Well, hello and welcome back. It's been a while. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk about naloxone hydrochloride. The trade name for this is going to be Narcan. The drug classification is narcotic antagonist. So we've already talked about morphine and how it binds to the opiate receptors in the brain. Now this medication is beautiful in that it binds to the same receptors, the opioid receptors, but it actually doesn't do anything. So it just sits there. It's kind of like a dud key and it blocks the morphine or even your natural endorphins from doing anything. Uh, it doesn't reverse anything. Again, it just sits there and blocks the opiate from taking effect. So this is the action because now the respiratory drive can hopefully go back to what it was. The tidal volume can go back up and, and or the respiratory rate can also increase to what we want it to, which is usually a rate of 12 to 20, but the body can tolerate a respiratory rate of 10 to 24. So again, that was the action. So let's get into indication. We want to give it for a suspected narcotic overdose with a respiratory rate less than 12 for adults or with decreased tidal volume. So it's important here that you count the respirations and that you actually note the chest rise and fall. And notice that the indication doesn't say for altered level of consciousness. It Yes, that can be present and often will be, but it's when you suspect the narcotic overdose because otherwise we're just going to be wasting time giving this medication multiple times unless we truly believe that this is the cause. Contraindications. Well, they're not significant. As a precaution, we want to be careful with neonates of narcotic-addicted mothers and caution in patients that are addicted to narcotics. And in the special notes, I'll talk about why it's dangerous to give large boluses in patients who have an addiction because we truly are worried about withdrawals, among other things. Adverse effects. So for cardiovascular, we have tachycardia, hypertension, dysrhythmias. For respiratory, a very important one here, and that's pulmonary edema. And I'll talk a little bit about this in a second. Neurological, we have tremors and seizures. And for the GI system, we have nausea and vomiting. Pharmacokinetics. So the onset is less than 2 minutes if given IVIO and 2 to 10 minutes if given intramuscular. The duration is 20 to 120 minutes. And the half-life is only 60 to 90 minutes. So if you have someone who takes morphine, that that duration is much longer. The Narcan can wear off quickly and you're going to have to give another dose. And the pregnancy category is C. So it's not all that safe for the fetus. All right, now some precautions, some special notes. The first one I'm going to get into is giving large boluses for those who are addicted or chronic users. So we can give them withdrawals and we can cause pulmonary edema. So how does this happen? Well, imagine your body's in a complete state of relaxation, nothing much going on, and then you cut that high, right? So you give them this medication, it, it basically not only stops the continuous depression that's going on from the opiate, but it also allows for a surge of catecholamines. So like adrenaline, right? And that causes the pressure inside of your pulmonary vessels to go up. And once we have that high pressure, now we've created a gradient inside the pulmonary capillaries and the alveoli. And the fluid essentially is going to get pushed from inside the capillaries uh, into the alveoli. 
And now we have that fluid in the lungs. Now we have pulmonary edema. So now, well, if the patient's alert enough, we're going to have to put them on CPAP. And if they're not, we're going to have to provide positive pressure ventilations with our bag valve device. And I'll see if I can include the article and attach the link for a patient who they had him sedated and they had narcotics on board and they reversed it and they used such a small dose. And next thing you know, the pulse ox drops, they hear crackles, and they ended up having to treat him, I believe, with positive pressure ventilation and I think nitro as well. I want to say they also used a diuretic. I can't remember correctly. So for me, that's one of the biggest concerns. And just to kind of expand on get the idea of giving someone large boluses of Narcan, well, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to give them the minimum amount. Because if I have this patient who is, you know, big guy and he looks like he could be a threat, I want to give him just enough to reverse the respiratory depression to get him to a good range. I'm not trying to bring him back to full consciousness. So the minimum amount is usually going to be the go-to. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to have someone very very angry with you because you just again cut off that opiate and they may be violent and they may try to attack you. So it's also a good idea to put them in restraints uh, before you give the medication if you think they have the potential to be violent. On another note, it's and this one's always important to consider the administration of Narcan before intubating a patient or considering the intubation. And that's because if it was a narcotic overdose, easily reversible, right? But if we tube them and then we give Narcan, they're probably going to wake up and they're probably going to try to pull that tube out. And it's going to be much harder to get that order for Versed and keep them sedated than it was to give them Narcan in the first place. Third note, and I'm going to say this one because I feel like it's been happening a lot and I see it a lot where everyone's so busy trying to get the Narcan on board or starting an IV for the Narcan. So remember that you want to go intranasal. It's going to be fast, it's going to be easy, and it's going to be effective. But even before that, you've got to manage that airway. I've seen patients setting in the 50% and they're too busy focusing on Narcan. Uh, This is the whole BLS before ALS. So get that OPA, NPA, start bagging them, and then just drop your Narcan and give it intranasal. All right, so on another note, and I mentioned this a bit earlier, but the half-life of Narcan is shorter than that of most opiates, like morphine. Uh, We're talking about one one to one and a half hours for Narcan versus one to seven hours for morphine. So depending what they took really and how much of it they took, you're probably going to need repeated doses of Narcan to make sure we keep them at an appropriate respiratory range. So that's pretty much it for you guys. And just on that note of the intranasal route, it also limits bloodborne pathogen exposure, right? We're trying to get rid of needle sticks. So biggest takeaways is let's get away from giving large boluses. Give the most minimal dose that you can. I know sometimes they won't wake up until four or six milligrams, but you know, take your time with it, monitor the patient, and give it as needed. We are supposed to titrate this medication uh, and making sure we manage that airway beforehand. And if you truly suspect it's a narcotic overdose, then don't give up on the Narcan. Uh, just give, again, doses that are titrated and continue giving it uh, until you see that effect or until you can rule it out.
Okay, so enough of that good stuff. Let's get into the dosing. So the LA County dose is going to be 2 to 4 milligrams intranasal. You only want to do 1 ml per nostril maximum. Okay, uh, and or you can do 2 milligrams intramuscular or 0.8 to 2 milligrams IV push. But the maximum dose for all routes is 8 milligrams. And again, we're titrating to adequate respiratory rate and tidal volume. The pediatric dose, it's going to be 0.1 milligrams per kilogram, IM, IN, IV, and the maximum dose for all routes is 8 milligrams, and we're titrating as well. For San Bernardino County dosage for adult, if we've got respiratory depression with suspected overdose, we're going to give Narcan 0.5 milligrams, IM or IN, and we can repeat that dose every two to three minutes as needed. If we've got a fentanyl overdose with respiratory depression, we can consider a loading dose of four milligrams intranasal, but if no signs of improvement, then we can give 0.5 milligrams IM or IN every two to three minutes as needed. And we don't want to exceed 10 milligrams. And note that the second dosing I gave was for suspected fentanyl overdose. If we don't know what it is, we're just going to go 0.5 milligrams. But if we know it's fentanyl, we're going to go straight to the 4 milligram loading dose. And again, just be careful, be cautious, and titrate, titrate, titrate. That way we don't throw them into withdrawals and throw them into pulmonary edema. Literally just had a patient within the last, I think, two months who we'd got there and they had already given this person like six milligrams prior. And of course, the patient ended up with pulmonary edema. So I hope this was helpful. That was all for your uh, Narcan.